this most days i am like real g's moving silence like i just want to keep my head down hey everybody i'm elise real and i'm isha bell and this is full-time black woman a community for black professional women to live laugh grow and fill the soul so who are we talking to today elise Today, we have a very special guest coming back one more again, Miss Tanya Matthews. Yay! Snap, 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 snap. The fairy boss mother is here. Yes, yes. Hi, ladies. Hello. We are so good. We are so happy to have you. It has been a minute since you were last with us, but we're happy to have you back. Yes, I'm happy to be here. Good. So for those of you unfamiliar, let's get on into the bio of Mrs. Tanya Matthews. She is the founder and managing director of Tanya Theory, a boutique business consulting firm that provides strategic business development and operation solutions to women of color, entrepreneurs and small business owners. Tanya spent her formative years pursuing business studies and built up her professional resume in strict regulatory financial environments while simultaneously honing her entrepreneurial skills via various business and passion ventures. Tanya eventually transitioned to a full-time entrepreneur after garnering over a decade of corporate experience. With her share of challenges and setbacks as an entrepreneur, Tanya understands the value in not only promoting ownership, but also demystifying the complexities of operating and sustaining micro to small businesses. She enjoys meeting and connecting with people who are driven, offers unique perspectives, and remains curious about life. She's a recent transplant to the DMV. That's where I am. (laughs) And serves clients globally. Tanya is also a boy mom and a wife. And that she. Uh oh. (laughs) Hashtag boy mom. (laughs) And she loves spending quality time with family and friends and always seeking out new travel experiences off the beaten path. So one more time, give it up for Mrs. Tanya Matthews. We are so happy to have you back because Elise and I, we can give the perspective of working in corporate America, but to have someone who is truly a seasoned, you may not want to accept it. I don't know. I'm putting it on you. It's whatever. A seasoned entrepreneur that will help with the full-time black women who are doing either both or looking to move full time into being their own boss. So Tanya, we cannot wait to get into this topic of entrepreneurships. Do you ain't say you ain't say that? Yeah, I'm ready. Not, not yet, but I didn't say it yet, but you know what? It's fine. Right. It's fine. All right. It's fine. I don't wanna okay. <laughs> There are no surprises here. We we already we know what we're talking about, but to inform the listeners, our topic today is entrepreneurship do's and don'ts. So Black women are entrepreneurs. We know it. We accept it. We are that. If that was ever a question before, the double digit growth rate of entrepreneurs in our demographic over the last few years should be proof enough. But unless (laughs) unless you are a natural or come from a long line of business starters, you may be in need of some direction. So today we have brought, as Isha so eloquently said, our fairy boss mother one more time. <laughs> yep, yep. And our entrepreneurial guide, Ms. Tanya Matthews, to the pod to discuss the do's and don'ts of entrepreneurship. 
cannot wait to get into this topic. But before we get into this topic, you know, we got to get into this commercial break and we will be back. Check out our blog, fulltimeblackwomen.com. Not only can you go there to look at different articles, listen to our episodes, but now, guess what? You can buy some merch. You get some merch. You get some merch. You all get some merch. Come on, support Full Time Black Woman Podcast by going to our website, fulltimeblackwoman.com, so you can pick up some of the latest, greatest merch that we have to offer because you're a part of this community. Come on, a little bit. Exactly. We have just about any and everything that you could think of. Our first full launch was our mug lines. If you have not checked out the mugs, please do yourself a favor. There are mugs representing the podcast. If you want to have a little jokey joke, inside joke, you got mugs with something funny on your side and non 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 threatening what's the word jesus that's boring, boring. Just, just regular <laughs> schmegler regular schmegler on, on one the side, other side. Those... yes so make sure you stop by the blog fulltimeblackwoman.com and check out the merch 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 cart check out. I'm a part of the full-time black woman mark. Oh, merch, merch. You need some merch. Don't play around and get that merch. Full-time black woman merch. You want some more. Don't worry, guys. We got you for show. Full-time black woman merch. We got your back. Come on back and make a stack. Drop a stack on that merch. Do hey. all the, uh, 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 okay, at least you're looking at me like you want me be quiet but i'm just excited about that merch all right we are back you know what time it is but we can go ahead and get started with those stats for that ass hey stats for that ass we bringing you the facts with some stats for that okay so wait a second what I in the blue say, like, clues? I, blues clues? I, <laughs> that's what I heard. I was hitting. I was hitting a note that it, it like, uh, you know. Okay. I was forceful with it. I, so. I feel you. I, I mean, mean, I saw. I saw the screen shake and everything. That was. That was forceful. <laughs> but it reminded me of. Like was, you know, Blues Clues. Oh my gosh! Um, Have you heard the new uh, Blues Clues guy? He I, can say He really? can sing. He can sing his butt off. I was like, what is that? Let, let me sit down and watch this show. Like, the boy got pipes. But, <laughs> all right, so let's get it to that stat. Because that wasn't a stat. It was an opinion. Mm-hmm. But this right here is facts. Okay. okay? So, according to the 2018 State of Women-Owned <laughs> Businesses Report, okay. African-American women own more than 2 million million you get that two million businesses making them the leading female minority group of business owners statistically women of color are 4.5 times more likely to start a business than other demographics since 2007 the number of businesses owned by a woman of color has increased by 58 percent according to the same report in fact, researchers said that if the money earned by those businesses were matched by all women-owned businesses, they would add 4 million new jobs and $1.2 trillion in revenues to the U.S. economy. What do you think about those stats, Tanya? 
It's true. <laughs> it's clear as day and you can mm. actually see it. You can feel it in the economy. It's the pulse of the nation, right? Like they are creating value. They're producing value. They're offering opportunities for women, for men, for children. They're creating better homes. They're building their wealth. It's it's really clear as day, in my opinion. Like that is the crux of the American society where women have the opportunity now to go out. But before it was really, um, I will not say a choice, but it was almost as though that was the lane. Like you, mm-hmm. if you can't get into like corporate or some type of um, career, lofty career, like you opted to do your own business, like have a side hustle, you bake pies, you sell, because, you know, a lot of times we try to leave the term entrepreneurship for like those tech moguls and stuff where yep. and in fact, yep. like anyone who is producing value, producing a solution, providing mm-hmm. a service in exchange for currency, for money, in exchange for income, in exchange for revenue, right? So in the past, like it was more of a, this is my option Mm -hmm. and this is where I'm going to try to create more, um, a more comfortable situation for my home, for my family, Mm -hmm. for myself. But now it's um, because of the boom, the tech boom, the dot-com boom, a lot of women are opting to be full-time entrepreneurs because of the, uh, the, the level of upside there is to truly creating and designing the life that you want. Now, why do you think that when women become entrepreneurs, it uplifts others, yeah. but when men become entrepreneurs, it's stagnant? So I think there's there's a, a, a bunch of varying factors when it comes to that, right? So with women, we are the gatekeepers, so to speak, with our home, the, the lifestyle that we want, how we want to, if you have kids, if you are the matriarch of your um, family. Mm-hmm. So we are more in tune with what the individual, the person, the people their personhood, what they need, what their desires are, what they mm-hmm. what they need remedied or solution, right? So we are closest to finding solutions for those problems or for those needs, right? So when you look at the stats that you just called out, a lot of the women that started their businesses was born out of a need, out of mm. a need from their homes, out of their need from their um, their selves, their individual selves. Um, so it's they're closer to the issues at hand. So when they are at to the point to start a business, it's uh, it, it's very valuable. It has like a bigger impact because they're so closely tied to the needs of individuals outside of themselves, mm. right? So it, it creates a, a, a multiplier effect because it's mm-hmm. not only impacting mm-hmm. themselves as, a, as an individual, but the entire community. Yeah, I think as women, we are just natural nurturers. But when you're a nurturer, yeah. on top of being an entrepreneur, you're a nurturer and a provider. So yes. it goes in together. It makes sense. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What would you say for those who kind of see what they do as providing a need or service, but it's because we are, they're mm. such a nurturer, they're doing this out of quote unquote, the goodness of their heart. This is not something they thought about as a business, but they can see the potential. Like, what would you say to those individuals um, who are kind of 
on the on the cusp of entrepreneurship and, and are a little I guess hesitant to dive into that. To them, right? Because entrepreneurship is a choice now. Like you get up every mm-hmm. morning and decide I am going to continue down this particular path. You know what I mean? Like some people are as we were saying, you could decide like it's the only option you have and that's what you want to do or you have a career and you want to transition or this is something that you as a nurturer, like you feel the need or you feel called to do, right? So understanding what your success metrics are would help Mm -hmm. you um, determine whether or not this is something that you want to continue to do. So it's, 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 I want to, look at it from a different angle of not jumping into entrepreneurship because we're natural um, nurturers and providers. And it's something that we instinctively do. But if that is creating uh, an an environment where you feel, you know, I'm making money off of this, um, getting revenue off of this, and I could, I'm able to do X, Y, and Z and make everything comfortable or it's, and that is my goal great. If Mm -hmm. you do have like a certain level of, I want to conquer the world. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of us, how we feel intuitively, like you have a big idea or you have a a existing business and you feel as though you want it, you want to scale, you want to quadruple it. You want to ensure that everyone can access your service because it's so needed. Then you would get up and make that choice every day. Like it's not a matter like I'm going to do it today. I'm not going to do it tomorrow. I'm, you know, I'm going to do it for a year. And then I'm probably, when things get really challenging, you want to jump back into like a nine to five or you're not. And the two things aren't mutually exclusive, but if you're looking at large scale um, revenue and income streams, then that's sort of the mindset that you adopt. Now, if you're, if you're um, again, success metrics is, to, you know, live comfortably and have like a well-balanced life and ensure that you can still meet up with your friends and do Mm -hmm. different things. That period, that first one to five years of entrepreneurship will look totally different to you as an individual to someone else. So I I just wrote a a blog post where talking about entrepreneurship is an inside job (laughs) because at at the end of the day, it really is, you know, no one can tell you how you should interpret your business. Only you know yeah. what um, the ideals are for that particular situation. Well, let's dive into that then, because I know we refer to you as our very boss mother because you've been a f- fantastic guide to us. But that that inside job for you, like what drives you to lead others to their entrepreneurial Ooh. greatness? Um, I think I... I I have an internal desire to to create to serve, but also to make an impact and not only an impact for me as an individual and my family, but to ensure that like, okay, so there's most days I am like real G's move in silence. Like I just want to keep my head down. (laughs) Do work. And just keep it moving, like help as many people as possible, bring as many people to the water as possible. And then it have other days where I just want to scream to the top of my lungs that mm-hmm. everyone can do this. It's not that difficult. You just mm-hmm. have to 
make the decision to want to do it. So every morning I get up and I make the decision to don't want to, and I take a beat. I can do something else in terms of like do something more leisurely where I don't like have to focus on like any current demands. Um, some weeks maybe I'm just like in a rut, like, oh my God, like how do I navigate or move around this stumbling block mm-hmm. or this obstacle that I may be experiencing. Um, but for the most part, because of my internal wiring, this is something that I know that I, I have to do. Um, so I make a choice every day to do it and every day to continue moving forward. And then when I interact with my clients and I, and I see the impact that I'm making and I see the solutions that I'm providing, it gives me an extra energetic boost to keep going. So, well, we would definitely like to know since the last time you joined us, maybe you haven't already listened to our past episode with Tanya Matthews gave us so many gems of her journey. How has it evolved since our last? Yeah. So this is the thing, right? Like, you, when you're not doing something, like when you're stagnant, you don't see growth. So a lot of times, like I speak to people and they have an idea and it's like, I want to do this. I want to do that. And there's no action behind it. And then within a year, two years, three years, you're in the same position. You're just with the idea. Right. Mm-hmm. So the beautiful thing of like actually taking action and that inertia movement is like the more you do, the more more your it was probably at the top of the, the lockdown the top of the pandemic it was definitely and you know we were optimistic I was optimistic no one had no any idea that we were going to still be in a pandemic and I was pretty I tried to stay positive in terms of okay I've built a sustainable business I have like all the nuts and bolts in place. Now it's a matter of testing it to see how um, sturdy it is and if it could like rise to the occasion. And my numbers, it, it continue to go up. So think about like a, yeah. a scale, it just keeps going up. But with that growth, so the income growth is great, right? The people that I interface with is great. I have a clearer idea of what the challenges are out there. Like women in business, like what are they experiencing? What they really need help with, right? So it has afforded me the opportunity to now look at my business and tailor it to a point where, okay, I'm seeing this is the the 10th time I'm seeing this issue. Yeah. How now can I mitigate that issue? Right. So in terms of growth, that has been my biggest growth opportunity in terms of getting closer to the the obstacles or the challenges that we face, especially during the pandemic. But now that we're almost out, it's now a matter of like strengthening these solutions that have been teeter-tottering on mm-hmm. by happenstance because of the, the number of people that I've been interacting with. So, so you're like fine-tuning the Tanya theory machine. Fine-tuning the, the yeah. model because it's a process, mm-hmm. right? Like practically True. go through um, one of my workshops or consulting and you, you come out with six figures at the end of the first month, right? That is something that you have to do individually. You're giving the tools and you have to now implement those tools in your business. But what I find is that there's a a breakdown that is still happening because life, 
right? Like you are an individual, you don't have a huge team behind you. So a lot of times, which is something that I experienced as well, you thrive in a nine to five, you thrive in your corporate job, Mm -hmm. you thrive as a professional. But once you make that transition into a full-time entrepreneur, you find, okay, what is happening? Like I'm not firing on all cylinders, Mm -hmm. something is off, even though you have the passion, you have the discipline, you have the ideas, Mm -hmm. you even have the funding, but there's something that is missing. And what I realized is that in corporate for an employer, you're operating within someone else's ecosystem, Mm -hmm. right? So as an entrepreneur now, you have to develop your own ecosystem within your business. And that is biggest differentiator that I'm finding with interfacing with a lot of women Mm -hmm. entrepreneurs, they're operating within a space that they don't have a proper operating model to Mm -hmm. go off of. Right. So Tonya theory has developed, that is not one of the lead products in my arsenal, because that is what is needed. You know what I mean? You're you're operating, you're making money, but you're not making the level of money, the consistent mm-hmm. income that you want to make. And it's because you don't have proper operations in place. So in terms of from the last time I spoke to you all to now, like initially I was focused on helping with business development, but now I'm way into more the operation space to ensure that you have the right um ecosystem again to, mm-hmm. to, to not overuse the word, but the right tools to ensure that your business could sustain challenges and for the long term, especially if you're in it, not just to make a quick buck. Yeah. Yeah. That dedication makes a difference. Yeah. All right. Well, we have several do's and don'ts of entrepreneurship that we want to get through. But before we do that, we will take a quick break and we will be right back. It is 2022, a new year, a new you, a new idea. And who's joining the podcast crew? That's all I'm trying to find out. Look, if you're trying to join the podcast crew just like us, go ahead. Click on the link. Full-time Black Woman forward slash Buzzsprout forward slash. Buzzsprout is ready for you to get all those thoughts that's been in your head all 2021 and you're ready to put it out there for the rest of the world and listen to 2022. Join the team. We use Buzzsprout and guess what? It's made us so much better. Right, Elise? I would have to say so. They provide so much for you to get started. You'll get your own great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into different websites and different areas, detail analytics so you can see who, when, what, where they listening, how they listening, all of the things and tools to help promote your episodes and much, much more. I'm telling you, it's amazing to see where y'all listening to us at we all over the globe right now mm-hmm. and you should be too so just click the link in the show notes fulltimeblackwoman.com forward slash buzzsprout forward slash to get your $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan and it helps support our show exactly and guess what if you want to upgrade Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price make sure you join the winning team the only team if you tired of people dancing in your videos you tired of the producers making you wear shiny suits and everything else come on over to Buzzsprout okay fulltimeblackwoman.com 
forward slash Buzzsprout forward slash We are back. And so let's get into these do's and don'ts of entrepreneurship with Tanya Matthews and really tap into some of the things you want to know on your entrepreneurship journey. So the first do is do build initial capital. Now, this is important um, to think to consider when you're saving money prior to launch. This allows you to keep some of the freedom and autonomy within your business, because sometimes if you have to look for um, investments and investors from others, they come in offering you money with the potential to change what it is that you do. So by saving up a little money, um, also, if if you are the breadwinner in your household, that can also provide a cushion for you and your family. So it gives you a chance to protect your ideas from compromising investors, as well as give you a little bit of room to focus on planning to maintain your freedom. So, Tanya, how do you uh, think that Or what do you think about the initial capital investment? Like, is that something that should slow us down from from taking the leap? So I agree with, um, you know, not giving away much of a company prior to even starting looking for investors or crowdfunding. That's usually what happens is in exchange for equity or um, some portion of the business. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Then, yeah, saving up, um, making smart investments, starting off very lean, creating a big team or um, outsourcing your stuff or taking a loan to do things. I would say start off, you know, with their family and friends, like see if they want to contribute to that pool um, in exchange for um, goodwill instead of equity. Entrepreneur, small business owner. Now, if you are um, you have like a big tech idea that requires you know, a hefty sum of money to get your idea off the ground, then that's a different story, right? Like you have the a different level or a different calibration around your business where you would seek out an investor or seed money um, or invest around to ensure that you have sufficient funding to like get off the ground. But I would say initially, if it's something that you're transitioning transitioning into and you already have um, a business idea in mind and you have some type of income coming in, then Mm -hmm. give up going to the nail salon for like every week instead of of every block with it by um, some type of investment instrument with it that can help you bring in some return on that dollar that you can use and invest into your business in the future. So if you do have a big tech idea, um, how do you know how much to get that guidance? So that's based on your valuation, right? And if you do have a big tech idea um, as an individual, I usually recommend partnering up with a business partner. So instead of like an uh, investor, like a business partner who that would come in and uh, provide guidance, consulting, coaching to help you get there, to get from there to there there's growth that's happening. It's very unlikely for someone to have like a tech idea to immediately go for a round of like like 1.3 
million dollars in seed money if you don't have mm-hmm. um, experience in that space because nobody's going to you have to like prove you have to like have a proof of concept you have to develop your product even if it's like a prototype and then that's what you would shop around but when you start shopping around you kind of like you it's not almost as though you go into a retail store and you're negotiating there's this book that I just read called never split the difference and it's all about negotiating and how best to negotiate your mm-hmm. yourself for your business for you. So if you truly believe in the value of your business and what you've created and you, it's not arbitrary as putting a number on it. So like this is worth 5 million. There's a a formula that goes into it, but the formula includes the cost of doing the ground one Mm -hmm. premium attached to it too. Right. If you have like any external investors already, any external debt, and then also what it takes to sustain the business. And then you as an individual, what is your value add? So that's like, like you love capital um, company looking for funding. That's kind of like what they would loosely use to develop what the price should be of your mm-hmm. business. So yeah, idea. Oh, wow. That is a wealth of knowledge because I'm pretty sure a lot of full-time Black women who are looking to move into the tech space, I don't know about you guys, but that's all I've been hearing about lately, especially when it comes to us, you know, in order to get into the tech space. As long as you are willing to learn and receptive to guidance, then guess what? You too could be successful there. Um, But I feel like a lot of people are held themselves back when it comes to ideas because that huge barrier of the unknown comes into play. I don't know about you, a lot of us be afraid somebody's going to steal our idea. You know, not like it hasn't happened before in uh, American history. (laughs) Yeah. What did you mention? No, so I'm saying there's a, a recent unicorn in the tech space where um an app to fix credit solutions. And you all may have seen it. It has been in the news cycle over the last week. And she just secured $1.6 million in, in um, um seed funding. Uh-huh. Right. And but it's it the idea itself, it's an app. So you think, oh my God, technology, I don't want to come close to it, but it's fundamentally providing a solution has a very mm-hmm. particular niche market and it's driving um, a solution to help brown and black people who don't have access to that information and she provided the right value and the right story behind it it's gaining a lot of attention but also that growth opportunity between I have an idea and then how do I get this idea off the ground there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that happen in between so that's why you have to get up and make a choice about it every day like this is something that I truly believe in and mm-hmm. I want to do this so another do or don't of entrepreneurship that Tanya so helped full-time Black women with is do your research, okay? Research your target buyer and market. A lot of people, you have a great idea. You may even have the wherewithal to get yourself to the point from idea to actual product, but pricing, you price yourself broke, okay? You have somehow, some way missed a whole portion of business when it comes to marketing. You missed a whole portion of business when it comes to what SWAT? Because Tanya taught us that too, <laughs> the SWOT analysis. Um, it helps you avoid it helps you avoid pricing yourself back into being an employee. Is this something that you notice with a lot of people who are looking to go into business, Tanya? So a lot of times you you think if you're not very self-aware and if you're like new to the business space, I have a really valuable product and the price should be X. Right. Because everyone else around me, like let's take, for instance, a handbag, Nell, Telfer, all the big brands, they are selling a bag at ten thousand dollars. Right. 
I have this bag that is handcrafted. It took me a long time to get to. It's imported letter from wherever. Mm. No one knows mm. who you are, right? <laughs> no one knows your story. Like there's nothing around it that supports the $10,000. So in an instant like that, you either get really lucky where someone actually sees the product, they appreciate the craftsmanship behind it and they have the disposable income and they want to support you and they purchase it. Great. But most of the times you don't find like the the person that you're marketing to is not going to just take $10,000 out of their um, income and just purchase something and they don't have like the brand doing. Right. Mm -hmm. So you have that type of um, mentality where you just attach a price to something and then put it out there. And that's usually what would hurt your brand and your business because you believe wholeheartedly like this is the value of my item and it may be the value of your item right but before you could even even get there you have to do your research so mm-hmm. if the cost of you doing business the cost of you importing that leather the cost of you the, the number of hours you're going to sit and put this bag together the goal that you're applying to the inner line and that you're applying to what is the cost of doing all of that and then once you have the when you once you understand the cost of doing that then you could start level setting your pricing. Do you want to penetrate the market with a low price to, to garner attention, to get people excited about the product? And then when they see the high quality of the product, then and your brand name starts growing, then you could attach a premium to it. Or do you want to go in at a safe middle ground between the highest price, the lowest price? So there's a lot of strategies around it. And mm-hmm. I can talk about this for hours. But that is that is usually what hurts or your price astronomically. Mm-hmm. All of that was fantastic to share because I think that's a, a space where a lot of us can get lost um, is the pricing aspect. So thank you for that. Another do or don't of entrepreneurship is don't forget your purpose. It's important to keep your goals front of mind and to center your purpose to avoid outside influence or clouded vision, because it's one thing to have an idea and to be passionate about that idea. But if you tell it to too many people, if you um, go into it kind of shakily, you can get lost and you can get turned around and it can be uh, confusing when you're going forward. So what do you, what would be your thoughts around that, Tanya? Yeah, look at it from time to time, every week, every month, because it would become overwhelming. There's, especially if it's, you're doing it for the first time, you would get a sense of, oh my God, what am I supposed to be doing now? Which direction am I supposed to be going into? Mm-hmm. And the why is what is going to help you making that choice over and over every day. I am doing this because of whatever your why is and that's is what's going to keep you going so yeah definitely be cognizant of it be aware of it your why does evolve over time it would it would change and expect and welcome the change um but you have to stay connected to that center and that core yeah that is true like she mentioned Antonia, you mentioned you know you quit every day in your head but you have to keep going because you're like you know what this is my choice and as a calling something that's telling me i should do this i wouldn't have put all this risk and all this stress on myself just because mm-hmm. like no it's yeah. something stronger and bigger than this moment that i'm feeling right now you know yeah and it's not it's not linear it's not a straight line point a to point b 
Mm-hmm. And that is what I think the perception of, especially when you have a, a goal or you have an idea and you have a target, you expect to go from goal to target or intend to target and hit the target in one straight um, bullet. Right. But that's usually not the case. Like you could stop like a lot of people, they stop, they go back into a, a corporate space or they go back into a nine to five because they need the income. They need to sustain mm-hmm. themselves. Some people, they pick up a night job, they pick up a, a, a overnight job, whatever it is they, they do to sustain themselves. They may have a partner, they may move away from the partner. They may, you know, have an investor that contract may come to a screeching halt at some point. So it's not like a, a easy this is my why and I'm going to connect the why to like my what and my how it mm-hmm. looks very different to everyone so you have to give yourself grace so in as much as you're making decision over and over mm-hmm. to get up and do it and continue on that journey I'll also allow yourself to understand that hey it's okay if I take a left turn instead of a right turn or it's okay if I make a u-turn and then come back or go around the roundabout and like veer left instead of right, you know? I'm glad you mentioned giving yourself grace because that's the actual, it goes along mm-hmm. with our next point. Yeah. Don't be afraid to seek help. Oh, um, yeah. I feel like a lot of us are tunnel vision, which you need to have in order to be successful in some areas, but you also need to understand that you are not an island and there are many resources out there for you, such as Tanya Theory, you know, what she has to offer. You have to consider consultants, mentorship, um, incubators, business incubators, or even grant programs that are there to help you. They're not there for no reason at all. They're there because they can help you get to the next step. It's not shameful to ask for help. You don't know everything. You don't know what you don't know. And also we have to realize that when we get into these spaces, there takes a, is a village that takes, can help you get there to that level of success that you have in your mind. I don't like when people feel as if they need to do it on their own or I ain't paying for that. I can do, I can read a book and learn it. Yeah, you can read a book or you can get somebody who got years and years of experience who could tell you more than what that little book, that little hundred page book could let you know. Now, when you do, um, I'm guessing Tanya, offer people help you don't just offer them help. They come and seek the help that you have to offer. Do you usually hear from people like, I thought I could do it by myself, but I guess not. Like, is that a running uh, uh, joke or whatever? I guess you could bring up as a consultant. Yeah, absolutely. Isha. Like you mentioned a lot of, absolutely. You mentioned a lot of great points mm-hmm. um, that I think your, your, your audience need to like hone into. And yes, it is a, a running theme where a lot of times they have been doing it for a number of years, three years, four years, five years, and they're not seeing growth. They're not getting the results that they, they desire. Mm-hmm. They seek out external help, right? But then they're from off the bat, like they're clients that come to me and they just, they're timid. Like, you know, they have a really good idea. They have the experience in terms in the industry that they're in. They have the funding and they're just timid because you're taking on all this risk on your own, right? Like you're not under employer, you're the employer. So there's a bit of like trepidation Mm -hmm. there. Um, But yeah, that's the, the running theme for the most part. Like I know how to do it. I can read a book. I went to school for it. Um, But the thing with it is you don't know. It's good to know something in theory (laughs) versus actually doing it. 
that, mm-hmm. right? So when you're actually doing things, you understand the nuances, right? So like with mm-hmm. podcasting, you ladies have been doing a fantastic job, right? Like you're Thank like, for a hundred episodes, I'm so proud of you all. <laughs> Thank and, you. But if you had just stayed at the starting point without actually recording and putting yourself out there and putting your opinions and your thoughts out there, you would not have understood the dynamics of like how to keep an audience entertained or how to truly navigate the industry. Um, And that's the thing, like you could read about it, you could hear about it, people could share their thoughts about it, um, but you actually have to start doing it and reaching mm-hmm. out for people to, for help. So incubators, um, consultants, coaches, mentors, they're all good. But also a lot of people forget the other part of the village, right? The ones that are there to provide you the emotional support, the mental on days when you mm. just feel like you're a total loser and you or you mm. lost a contract or you had a bad interaction with a client or someone mm-hmm. left a bad review about your business and you just feel like it's the end of your world. Oh. You need that other part of the village to also support you and uplift you. That's an excellent point because just I think we we take on the I am a strong black woman. This is my idea. I can do everything like we we take that on so much. And then, of course, too the while it's positive to hear of all these black women entrepreneurs, there's also kind of an innate pressure that we put on ourselves to think that, you know, well, I'm automatically I have to be successful at this, too, because I, now I have all these other black women who are doing it. So, you know, let me live up to the hype, too. But um, to your point about the village and to our next do and don't, you do need to find balance in your journey while you're going through entrepreneurship, going through the process of creating your business. Um, Oftentimes when we do things for ourselves, we go a lot harder and we go a lot longer than if it was the nine to five um when it's a, a dream of ours that we're trying to bring forth or birth forth mm-hmm. is it's this the energy level is different the expenditure is different so remember that you still need to have a full tank in order to operate like the car is not driving if it's on e and we know them gas prices are high so you know there's a <laughs> there's a lot of a lot of energy that goes into this work. So I guess, is there, is that something that you kind of have to talk some of your clients through Tanya? Because I know there's always this, but it's mine. I have to, I have to, like, I know I haven't slept in seven days, but I'm doing this. Like, do you have to kind of reel them back in a little bit? Especially like type A's and people who are like um, reforming perfectionists where they everything, everything like has to be perfect and they want to go the extra mile. That again, like goes back to what your success metrics are. Right. So. Yes, it is something where you find the balance, but some people their balance is going to be different. So I have this one particular client where um, actually a couple of them where they have the bandwidth, meaning they have the ability in this current season of their life to go ham 
meaning spend the, the 10 hours, 12 hours a day, um, work a couple nights a week if, if they want. Um, mm-hmm. So, but at the end of the day, they still have to balance it, ensuring that they remain healthy, they take care of their well-being, mm-hmm. um, they take care of themselves mentally, they expand their horizons beyond. Because there's one thing to focus and have that tunnel vision, but when you're in the tunnel, right, and you're not aware of what's going on around you, sometimes you're working in that tunnel and your entire industry is evolving outside of that tunnel. So you come out of that tunnel and you're like, you look around, you're like, okay, did I just miss the entire boat right so you have to like keep your eyes and your ears open to what's going on around you but also to broaden your horizons right so like use your community and your friends as a sounding board to ensure that you are balancing what you're consuming what you're doing and how you're navigating your journey as well the last part of what you should not be doing in entrepreneurship or the last don't is don't get comfortable you can take a little breathing for a second mm-hmm. but not like a full breath like a half a breath just like a in the nostrils out the mouth not like a you know you gotta don't get comfortable like tanya mentioned you know you gotta handle that ce that continue education is not a joke it's there for a reason things will evolve and you will get passed up and you will get left behind so keep learning adapting to the time and trends you need to be innovative and take calculated risks that's what business is all about you know higher the risk the higher the reward but the higher the risk also you can be donezo and back to may i help you number four okay with cheese we're not so let's put that in real quick but like how do you tell your clients of tanya theory don't get comfortable. Yeah. Oh, you hit that metric. You are doing wonderful. I'm so proud of you. But we have to keep going. How do you keep that, you know, that that burning desire, that that ambition to want to succeed and to do more high? Yeah. So but by the way, my cheeks are hurting from <laughs> really laughing. But um, so a simple question. <laughs> what what are your what is where you want to be and where are you currently? Right. Mm-hmm. That gap says it all. So you can't tell me you want to be, you want to hit six figures at the end of the year and you're not applying pressure or you're not taking the time and investing in your business today, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you want to get to somewhere, you hit a metric and you feel great. But if if your ultimate goal, your overarching goal is to, um, and it's not only money, right? Again, going back to your success metrics, if it's to ensure that you could live a leisurely lifestyle where you could only, you only work three days a week. So let me give you an example of what my design of life is, right? Mm-hmm. I, I am working towards working one to four days a week, right? Mm-hmm. Six, four to six hours a day, no weekends. Right. And I want to be able to pick my kids up, pick my family up and go to anywhere on the globe in without much preparation. Right. Like that is I want to be able to drop my kids off, 
pick them up, which I do right now. I think my missing piece right now is being able to like just jet set around the world, right? Because uh-huh. I just love to travel and I love to experience new things and new cultures. Um, but so mm-hmm. if that yeah. is my my goal, then I need to be doing the things to get to that point. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. If you want to get to a certain point in your life where um, you want to have um, whatever that may be, you want to run a tech company or you want to invest and pour into a community, then what do you need to do now to get there? Right? I need to start associating myself in these spaces. I need to start networking with this group of women. I need to start paying attention to the trends and what they want and what their needs are. I need to start. So you start doing things. So you can't get comfortable. Once you're moving, you can't get comfortable. Right. So think about it like so on Sundays, I usually spend a lot of time in the kitchen. And when I'm prepping, right, my heels start to hurt because. Because I'm yep. comfortable stance because initially it's a comfortable stance because I'm like, I have to like stay in one spot to like peel the carrots and wash the vegetables and prep everything. But after a certain point, my heels hurt. Like it, it gets uncomfortable and I have to, to start motion and taking action and doing the things, no matter how small to get from one point to the next, it's very unlikely that you would get comfortable because what happens is that expansion of the mind, right? Like you, you move from one thing to another. So I shift my body weight, right? Or I take a a walk around the block and I see something that inspires, oh, I, you know, let me add some type of herb or something to this particular meal. And that would you know, amplify it a bit, right? Mm -hmm. If I was, if I stayed in that position going through the routine, I probably would not have, that idea would not have been sparked in my brain. You know what I mean? So it's very difficult when you're in motion and you're um, making Mm -hmm. that choice every day and you're staying curious to be comfortable. So when you do get comfortable, what I usually consult and, you know, talk to my clients about is like, what is the goal? What is your why? Like what, what, what is going to get you to that point? And if that is your goal, then this can't be, this can't be it. You can't stay in this company. So empire is the ing is a constant. Like you don't constant. just build an empire and that's it. Like it's building. It's, it's constantly building. changing. And that's why you see um, people in their sixties and seventies who have spent their life in entrepreneurship and they're still instead of retiring and just chilling, which you would think that's the goal, they're always there on a board of something. They're consulting on something. They're they're solutioning something. They're looking for like something, the next big thing to invest in because it's like a natural part of who they are. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you, you want to build as well you build something you sell it for like a very high price and you exit and you go but you would still get to a point of like okay i'm bored i'm i'm looking most entrepreneurs are risk takers they go against the grain they don't operate Mm -hmm. they don't operate with how the average person operates right so it's like you get to a point where all right i'm bored like what is the next big thing that would energize me that would you know get my brain lighten up to do different things. Mm-hmm. So it is building and it is a constant journey. Um, and within that journey, you find the balance, right? So it's not like you're, you're building to get to a, a moment where you want to release and just like have your belly hanging out. 
you you have those moments along the way as well. So it's not like a destination that you're heading to. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like that. In relation to not getting comfortable and finding your balance, I know there's a there's opportunity for us to start a, to identify as the discomfort that we're in or identify as the mistakes that we made or the failures that we uh, go through. So how do we get like not get stuck in that? Like when you start feeling uncomfortable, that's where you should start paying attention, right? Because when you you do things within your comfort zone, it comes naturally, it comes easy, you feel great, the endorphins are going and you're happy. Um, and then the discomfort, the challenges where you, you have to apply more effort and that's where the growth happens. So I usually phrase it in my mind is to, you know, there's going to be another side of this, right? What is the lesson that I have to learn here? It's going to, it's going to hurt a bit. It's going to be uneasy. Um, I'm going to not want to do it <laughs> most of the time. I have to go through it. So instead of like getting stuck in the uneasiness or the discomfort, I make a decision to borrow through it, even though it's going to pain, just knowing that there's a reward on the other side. So is that's kind of like reward. Like you give me a challenge, you give any entrepreneur a challenge and they would figure out a way to get through it. Right. Mm -hmm. So the discomfort, that's like part of the game. And if you look at it like a game too, like it's like, like, you know, um, I know you both are athletes. So when you step on a court and you have an opposing team with crazy stats and they have like some of the top notch players, you get uneasy you get discomfort you get uncomfortable like but you have to rely on your strengths so one of the things that I, I I consult and I coach my clients on is don't only focus on your weaknesses you can read a book for your weaknesses but your strengths a lot of people they look over their strengths because it comes so naturally but double down on your strengths like mm. do what and when you're uncomfortable you summon your you the fortified version of you to get through something and once you get through you learn that lesson you look back okay what i could have done differently what could i have not done or what could i have done better and you move on to the next challenge and that's how how i appear so instead of avoiding it i use my strengths in those particular situations and then learn from it. So every time I challenge myself and I put myself in uncomfortable uncomfortable positions, I will always come out stronger. I feel like that's a good point. Actually, we tend to focus on our weaknesses. You know, like we are sometimes our biggest competition. Like the imposter syndrome is real. But when you do take the risk of going into entrepreneurship, I guess you probably have to fight that as you were a part of an ecosystem versus you are the ecosystem now. There's no one to point the finger at and say, well, Mary would have her stuff done and I'd be able to do my job better or whatever. Or because management is stupid, that's why we are here. You can't say that. Like you said, outsource where you don't feel comfortable. You know, go ahead and get those consultants. Yeah. Go ahead and remember, but focusing on your strengths, that sounds so foreign to, yeah. to me. As to be a superstar employee, but when it comes to an entrepreneur, you have no one else to lean on but yourself to remind yourself why you are here and how you have gotten past things in the past will really be the end all be all when it comes to finding success. Your program to focus on the areas of improvement and the kinks in your armor, as Elise calls it. 
Yeah, <laughs> things in your armor. And that's not usually healthy, especially when you're in the entrepreneurial space. Yeah. Yeah. So Tanya, come on. If there's one last do and don't you could share with our audience, what would it be? Do be very self-aware. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Like that's the the big continually seek. And I think I said this the last time that I was here. Entrepreneurship is an internal job. <laughs> no one outside of your passion, your why, the value that you want to offer, but you. Mm-hmm. Right. You can cultivate a team to support that. You could cultivate a community to propel that forward. But you are the one that is in that driver's seat of that. Very self-aware, mm-hmm. continue to seek personal growth, continue to take care of yourself. It is an internal job. You don't is this is again going to sound cliche, but don't get discouraged, right? Once you stop step and know it's going to have a lot of ups, a lot of downs, mm-hmm. but the, once you make the commitment to start that journey, you have to continuously show up for yourself. So one to five years. So a lot of people, they they see is or 20 Mm -hmm. years on a particular idea. Right. So like people on the externally, like, what is she doing? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like who don't have like a a front row seat of what I do, how I do, how I evolve, how I pivot, how I navigate. It, It looks like it may look stagnant or it may look like a fast moving train. It depends mm-hmm. on your, your point of view or the angle. A year or two years or 10 years, once there's another side where I can now relax a bit because I have a well-run, a well-gelled team or engine in place that they can now step in on the day-to-day and provide the right level of execution and make sure that my operations are doing what it needs to do. Someone on the outside may look and say, oh, my God, like I want to be an entrepreneur because she could like literally just pick a family up and go somewhere every other week. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. they might switch. Right. So don't get discouraged. Do what you need to do to sustain yourself mentally, physically, emotionally. And once you make that commitment to start your entrepreneurial journey, to choose it over and over Go ahead and listen to the past episode when she was on here, episode 29, Leaping Into Entrepreneurship. And if you want to stay dedicated, stay dedicated to full-time Black women, go ahead, rate, subscribe, review our podcast wherever you are listening to us. You can go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Full-Time Black Woman, on Twitter at FT Black Woman, and make sure you hop over to our blog at fulltimeblackwoman.com to hear more about what Elise Real and myself, Isha Bell, are talking about. We are so, so thankful for Tanya for coming today. Look, the fact that you were a phenomenal the first time you came back with even more, just, just helping out these full-time Black women, because you said, our own space. We're creating our own space. We're building that damn table. I don't want to sit at your ragged ass table. Yep. I got my own boo boo. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, I agree. Build our own table. Mm-hmm. us. So, Tanya, before you go and before we send you out, please let our listeners know how to find out more about you and Tanya Theory. So they can find me at tanyatheory.com and from there they would be able to access more about me, more about my services and solutions that I provide, and also will be able to find me on the other digital social media channels, tonyatheory.com. 
So Tonya Ferry at T-O-N-N-I-A-T-H-E-O-R-Y.com. Perfect. Perfect. So let's clap it up one last time for Tanya of Tanya Theory. We so appreciate you joining us today and all the gems that you dropped and hopefully y'all were able to catch them. So with that, we thank y'all for listening to us and we hope to have y'all back. As always, we hope Tanya, that you will join us again one more time in the near future to talk entrepreneurship with you all. And remember, we are here for you full time from Coffee to Wine. And play your power perfectly. Perfectly. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. This was fun. Thanks for joining us. Full Time Black Woman is created, recorded, and produced by Elise Real and Isha Bell. For more opportunities to live, laugh, grow, and fill the soul, be sure to like, review, comment, and subscribe to Full Time Black Woman wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Help us build this community by sharing with other full time Black women like yourself. Visit our website at fulltimeblackwoman.com to see what's new or to reach out. If you have questions or want to add to today's topic, send us an email to contact at fulltimeblackwomen.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Fulltime Black Woman and on Twitter at FT Black Woman. <laughs>